Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hecate Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Finnig. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation today with my friend, Megan. Uh, she, she is one of the leaders, the co-leaders in the Feminine Energy Mastermind that I'm currently in with Megan Hart and Jessica Riverson. And it is something that is so important to me in my life. Like it totally called to me and we're going to dive into how the feminine called to both of us, especially Megan's story and who knows where it will go. Um, I do want to invite you check out the show notes because I'm now enrolling into the wild wisdom mastermind, which starts in late January, 2024. And I have some special bonuses when you join by the end of November also, um, and I have some other things that are coming up that I'll release soon about accessing generational wealth and decoding your money blueprint that I have uh, going on with a friend. So I'm excited to invite you in because the Wild Wisdom Mastermind includes one of my signature Wild Wisdom retreat retreats in Tulum or Scotland in 2024. So Megan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to hear your story. Uh, thank you for leading me and all the other women in the Feminine Energy Mastermind um, and bringing your genius and all of your practices and your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'd love to for the audience to hear your, like about you and what you do before we dive into your story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you also for having me. I love, I always love, you know, collaborating and talking with peers and um yes yeah, it's, it's just such a joy for me so yeah i am a certified feminine embodiment coach and embodiment coach i do somatic kind of like spiritual somatic guidance i also teach yoga and meditation and um yeah all all the fun things and i teach kind of more of a embodied somatic style of yoga which is really um juicy and alive it's, it's nice. It's not just like the fitness yoga that a lot of Westerners are used to. So yeah. I think that's really important. I take a class that is more structured uh, structural and embodied. And after years of studying yoga and, and as a therapy too, I think that's where we need to go. So mm -hmm. I think what you bring to the world is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear. So we were kind of talking before we started recording about like, how the feminine found us. So I would love for you to share that story, Megan, uh, because I think so many people, including our listeners, like that's why they listen is like, there's this misnomer of what the feminine is. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like outside or this weird thing, or it's this or that. And so I, I think storytelling is really great medicine. And mm -hmm. I want to hear yours. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, we, yeah, we were talking before we started recording, like I, um, you know, this work, I never was seeking out this kind of work. I never wanted to get, I never, it was never on my radar. Like the feminine wasn't on my radar. Somatic work embodiment wasn't on my radar. I never cared to teach yoga. Um, and so I had a, an old colleague of mine, a, a man, um, I asked him to mentor me for a little bit. And he at one, one day said to me, you know, you're really in your masculine. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Like it, and it kind of bugged me. <laughs> I'm like, I went, I remember like going home and I'm like kind of irritated, but I was smart enough to know like, okay, if something's irritating me, there's something there for me. And I'm like, I kind of what we were talking about before we recorded, I'm like, 
I also like I dress nice, you know, um, have long hair, you know, all, whatever, all the things <laughs> I'm like, what is he talking about? And I was falling asleep, um, <clears throat> kind of pondering this and it's, it's so hard to put into words, which is the nature of the feminine in a way that, um, my body just kind of woke up and not like I'm waking from sleep, but yes, also, <laughs> but my body just suddenly got what he was pointing to. And it was, you know, yes, you could say it was triggered by what he said and it was completely spontaneous. Like it, it just, it was, um, all of a sudden, like within, you know, 20 minutes, I'm laying there in bed and I'm realizing this imbalance in, not only in myself, in my own body, but in the world at large, that we have this misperception and this, this imbalance of healthy masculine and healthy feminine. And it was, it was so challenging because I'm like, I, I could feel like this awakening in my body. I had no idea what was happening. I wasn't on any drugs, you know, it was just like happening to me it came to me and I was trying, and I remember waking up, I went to bed. I woke up the next day and I was like trying to put words to what I was experiencing. And again, this is kind of the nature of the feminine is intuitive. It's felt right. It's intuitive. It's felt it's the body, right? It's not the mind realm. It's not linear logical thinking. And so I had this like very intuitive embodied awakening spontaneously happen. And I'm taking probably the next three or four days trying to put words <laughs> to what was occurring inside of me. And <clears throat> I, and eventually I was like, okay, it's like somatic. It's like of the body. I kind of knew what that word meant. And I'm like, it's more than that. Cause what I was finding with somatic stuff is it generally focused a lot more on like healing and the nervous system and stuff, which is amazing, but it wasn't quite that. Like, I'm like, it's, it's like embodiment. And then I'm like, it's like feminine embodiment. And I landed on that phrase and I Googled it and I found other people doing this work. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's not just like, there's people out there doing this. And so I found like a, you know, I went through this, um, a program certification with Jenna Ward, which was fantastic. Um, and it just led me down this whole other trajectory that I never saw coming. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really a huge pivotal moment in my life and in, in the trajectory of like, I knew at that, when I had asked my colleague to mentor me, like I wanted to change and like to change my career path and whatnot, but I wasn't sure with what and this is what now <laughs> I love yeah. that it was a man who reflected mm -hmm. that for you the mm -hmm. reason I do I was just talking to a friend's husband about like this kind of stuff um because we joke that he writes copy for his wife who who mm -hmm. talks about um embodiment embodiment woman's reclamation reclamation as a woman and um, embodiment and um menstrual cycles and stuff and yeah. and I have a social media writer who's also a man who sometimes writes copy for me 
mm-hmm. just to help. And I'm like, we were talking about how much I love how they embody the feminine yeah. themselves because so often, you know, especially as women were taught like, oh, well, we don't, we're patriarchal society. We don't need men, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And it's like, no, actually we do, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. but we need them to also embody their feminine too. So I, I just love that little, like, that was a man that reflected that to you. Um, not, you know, nothing, it just was. And, and then that led you down this amazing path. Um, I'd love to hear more about, you know, a little bit more about your story and like what led, what even led you to go, okay, I'm going to do this embodiment uh, training and, um, and then into this and that sort of stuff for that journey. Yeah. So there's a few, you know, if we're lucky, I feel like if we're really blessed, like there will be a few moments in our lives where you have no question and there's no doubt about saying yes to something. And this was that one of those moments for me, like I, the, the visceral embodied awakening that happened that night was so profound for me and so unexpected that it's like, you can't, when something chooses you that strongly, especially like you can't, you can choose to ignore it, but I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, it's so strong. And it was such a full body. Yes. For me to at least explore, like, what is this? Like, and I would find a lot of, a lot of, um, what I found under like feminine embodiment was about dating and relationships, which is one thing, but it was like one aspect of what feminine embodiment really is. It's so much, it has so much more depth and it's so much, you know, I do work with men too. Like I work with anyone who is willing to go into the depth of the truth of their body. Right. Um, so it, yes, like the feminine and masculine are in all of us and a part of our, it's like the interplay, you know, the yin and yang of the whole universe itself. So um, it's really about, <clears throat> I'm kind of tangenting here a little bit. Um, let me get back to the original question. So yeah, I, when I Googled feminine embodiment, I, a lot of it was about dating things like that. I'm like, that's like kind of just surface level to me, like what it's really about. And um, I found Jenna's program and she, it it was starting like a month later and she was doing intake calls. And I'm like, oh my God, I got on a call like within a week with her. And I'm like, yes, like I'm doing this. Like I had, this wasn't even on my radar a week ago. And all of a sudden I'm just like, my, my, my body is like telling me, yes, you're doing this. <laughs> like I, I that. That, yeah. that, that's how I felt when my friend and I found the coaching with horses retreats with Kathy mm-hmm. Pike years ago, we, we knew we were called back to horses, but we didn't know, like, we didn't want to just go on a yoga retreat, you know, like, and yeah. then we, we saw like, she found it, told me about it. And we're like, yes. Like, I think that's important for everyone who's listening to know, like when it's a hell yes, like it, you, you just, you just go with it and it doesn't always make sense. It's not logical sense. Exactly. Like it made no logical sense. You know, it, it was, but my, the intuitive instinct was so strong in me, um, 
that, and I, and I was like on this trajectory of trying to figure out my next steps in my career. Um, I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to be of service to people and do something, something in like some kind of coaching or something like that. I, you know, I wasn't sure, but this gave me a very clear (laughs) next step. And, um, yeah, it was such a magical time in my life. And I, you know, just completely immersed myself in embodiment in general. And it actually, um, a friend of mine was going to a yoga retreat in that like six months later in Bali that was like an embodied kind of yoga retreat slash advanced yoga teacher training. I had no, I practiced, I like did yoga sporadically, but I had no, it, it wasn't on my radar to teach yoga. And I went to this retreat and she taught from this tradition that's like spiritual embodiment. And the way that she taught that too, I'm like, oh my God, like this, I want to do this. Like we need this. Like there's an aliveness that is missing from so much of our yoga practice in the West. And it's the same with that felt sense of the feminine embodiment. Like there's this, like when my body woke up to that, I'm like, there's a lot more here than I'm, there's a lot more present and available than I'm living. And I want that. I want to live more. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's a powerful statement. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I've had those moments too, where you're like, there's a lot more like to feel alive. Yes. And, um, you know, it's one thing that called me to move to Mexico Mm. because on some level I wasn't feeling alive. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I mean, it's called me to different things like horses and, and that sort of stuff too. But like, you know, I think if anyone, you know, listening, like think of those moments that have called us to feel alive and we can't yeah. ignore those moments. And yes. if we're ignoring those, yeah. then there's something that feels like it's missing. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to come back to that because it's so easy to, listen to the shoulds or yeah. what the family tells you you should do. I remember when I first told my mom, my mom's usually very supportive of things, but I said, mom, I'm going to be a yoga therapist. And she laughed out loud. Yeah. And I I was like, cause she had no idea what that was. And that seems so yeah. ludicrous um, to her because, you know, especially of her generation, you know, like whatever right. that is. And here I am, you know, like I, I'm a yoga therapist and I'm doing all this stuff too. Like, you know, sometimes people don't understand those longings and that drive, but I think you put it beautifully, like that, whatever you said, I'll, I'll pull it out yeah. as a highlight, but like that, you know, whatever, like makes us come, come alive, like that feeling yeah. we need that. Yes, we do. And it's, it's our spirit, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Like, so in feminine embodiment, there's a lot in feminine energy. I think there's a lot of focus on pleasure, which, um, is, you know, so we have, we have kind of, I think, especially in the West, this sometimes pleasure can be conflated with like our sexuality, which is good. Like we want to enjoy our sexuality, but I think it can be kind of pigeonholed too. And so I 
landed very quickly on something that was bigger than just pleasure. To me, it feels bigger. Like I know it's, everyone resonates a little bit differently with wording, but you know, for me, it's about aliveness. Like I want to feel alive while I'm alive, you know, cause we are going to die. Like our bodies are going to be gone at some point. Like, I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking like, dang, I wish I had lived more, you know, like time's up. <laughs> so which is yeah. what a lot of people actually those you know yeah. the regrets yes. a lot of people um yeah. you know that's been studied and reported and that sort of stuff like the top regret five regrets of the dying or you know they yeah. didn't spend enough time they worked too much you know that sort of stuff and, and yeah exactly and and I would love for you to talk about because like when I think of right now I feel like it's a feminine revolution that mm-hmm. is happening. You know, we have the feminist movement, which was needed, but feminist is not what's needed now. It's the feminine. Yes. And yeah. I would love for you to share because, you know, the audience may or may not know, because like, I always joke with my friends because I make fun of everything. Like, that's just how I am. Like, I, of course, I'm super spiritual woo woo, but I also make fun of everything. I do too. <laughs> and it's like, not, you know, you don't have to put on a flower crown and uh, run through the forest to be like feminine. Yeah. Absolutely. Body the feminine. And so I'd love for you to share like uh, just a little bit about like, what does a, that healthy feminine look like? What, you know, from your perspective and your training studies? Yeah. I mean, to me, so it's like a maturation process. It's, um, I think of it like, uh, a lot of what is being marketed out there as feminine is, uh, performance and like what you were describing. It's like, you put on the flower crown, you know, you wear the pretty dress and you go take the pretty photos out in the forest. And I'm all for beauty. Like you know, I, I think it's wonderful to embrace that, but if that's all it is, it's, it's a shell, right. And it's a facade and, um, you're not gonna, you're not actually happy if that's all it is, you know? And I do think it can be a gateway to point people back in the right direction of embodying their feminine. Um, but don't get caught up in like, that being it, you know, like looking really cute on Instagram or, you know, whatever, but, um, the feminine it's, you know, um, I would say one of the biggest aspects of it is feeling your feelings, feeling your emotions, feeling the sensations in your body. And it's not always fun. (laughs) It's not always pleasant. It's not always my preference of what emotion is coming up in my body. Um, but that, that is the more developed, more mature feminine. Well, you know, like the next step would to be okay. Open to feeling whatever is present. One of my teachers once said, um, (laughs) Oh gosh, there's no informed consent when you go into the body because you don't know what's going to be there. It's not, you, you can't control it. It's not logical, you know, and this is where it's easier for us to stay up in our head because we can, there's some illusion of control, right? But when we go, as soon as we actually genuinely open up and go into the body, 
we don't know what's going to be there. It could be, it could be intense grief. It could be numbness. It could be rage. Like when I first touched my rage, I'm like, I, cause I, before I got into all this, I I'm like, oh, I'm not an, I'm just not an angry person, you know? Uh, no, like I just had suppressed it all. <laughs> it was like boiling under the surface. And I, I had, there was some work for me. Like I'd go on drives to the ocean and like scream in my car. Cause I'm like, well, at least like I can let it out in my car and not like freak people out. Cause it was like, bot- it had been bottled up and anyway, or there could be like immense joy, right? This like overwhelming joy. Like, what do I do with this much joy in my body? Like it's, it can feel like a lot. So that would be like the next kind of step. And I would say our world is sorely out of touch with that. And that's um, where getting really good solid support for that part of people's journey, I think is really important because it can also, it can be really overwhelming because our world doesn't tell us how to navigate that. And then the next step is, um, I'm saying this like in steps, but it's like, it's a bigger process. It's like just scratching the but surface it's good that you're breaking it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next step is like, okay, you have some mastery over navigating your emotions and your sensations. And then on the more subtle level, it goes subtle level. It goes into your intuition, right? That real quiet sense. Um, then, you know, the next step is learning. You're, you're learning some mastery over how to navigate that and how to interpret it properly and then what to do with it, like how to be in the world. So Jenna would say, you know, a lot of feminine embodiment, people say this, it's like you go depth first and then um, action second. So you go into the depth of the feeling in the body and then you take action. And I'm not saying that to be like, you don't have to do that all all the time. Sometimes you just need to take action too. But when in the nature of honoring the feminine, that's like a direction to go in. Well, I like how you explain that because working with Jessica Rarison, um, I always loved how she explained like, you know, use the feminine to create you know, your vision and dreams and then put the masculine action plan around it. So kind of drawing that similar concepts into yeah. business world. Um, and, and so one of the, I'm going to ask you a question, but I'll, I'll share a little bit of mine first. One of the things that I love that kind of started me embodying more, more so than my yoga. I mean, yoga, yoga helped of course, and uh, depth went into depth with that. But it was a practice of Koya. I don't mm. know if you're familiar with it. I really loved how it, I haven't danced in a long time. Uh, no, I have one of my other okay. feminine embodiment peers pract- practices that too. I'm not super familiar with it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it was just like the slow introduction to kind of get used to embodying not so much, fe- well, a little bit of feelings. There's like a shadow work part, but like, it started with like rotating and then some shaking, you know, like that sort of stuff. And I thought it was a really great intro, but I remember like for me, um, I can't remember exactly why I started it. Maybe because somebody wanted to host it at my studio. And, um, but it's sort of like, you know, you see everybody like free flow dancing and everybody's, some people are like, Oh, and I felt that way at first too. (laughs) Yeah. And it took a while. Um, but with what you shared within that feminine energy mastermind that um, I'm in, I 
like I've been trying to be more present of like, I would always feel the feeling, but like feel the feeling and move with it. That was like the key difference that you guys taught or have taught. And yesterday, because I told you before we started, I'm like, I feel heavy grief around this time of year. Like, uh, and I'm super sensitive and I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know it's not, oh, I'm going to start my period in a day. You know, like, I know it's more than that. And I'm like, okay, it's this grief. And now it's like here. Cause I've worked on like moving and clearing and it's like here. And so yesterday I'm like moving with it. And my daughter, cause I just do it in front of my daughter. And and then she's like, what are you doing mom? And I'm like, I'm moving the emotion. And she's like, okay, but I want her to learn that and see it. Because she has big emotions and the only way, you know, she's going to learn is one day being in a feminine energy mastermind or from her mother, you know, because we learn the feminine first from our mothers. And so, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to share that with you that I'm doing my practices I love (laughs) and teaching my daughter at the same time. Um, but yeah, I, I would love for you to say like, you, I mean, you kind of mentioned, I guess, but like, if someone's ready to explore feminine embodiment, like, what is that first thing you would recommend that they do? Well, yeah, kind of what you touched on is um, just an openness to feeling what's under the surface. So um, like actually feeling what's present beneath the neck, you know, we have, um, and everyone's at a different level of awareness. Like some people it's like, I don't even, I can't even feel if I'm hungry or not. That's like, okay, let's start there, you know, with the more obvious stuff. Um, and some people are more energetically sensitive. So I think it's, it's a feeling an openness to feeling what is present, even if you don't like it. Right. Um, that's a huge thing. Then I would say, um, if it feels overwhelming, get support because especially if we haven't, you know, been immersed in in a culture enough where that is normal, Um, it does feel really overwhelming. Like it felt really overwhelming for me when I first got into this, like I was terrified of moving my body. I'm like this, this, I knew to do it because my, I just, the yes. in my body was so strong, but like, I still felt like I was judging myself from like, you know, when my, I was doing this in front of my teacher, like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to like, what is going on? You know? Um, But I would say, yeah, then the next thing is to just start moving with whatever you're feeling, you know, let it move, let it move you, you know, Um, I would, that's a, that's a big thing. And it's a little nuanced, but it's like, you don't have to move the feeling it, let it move you. And there is a difference. And when you let it move you do it in a space where you feel safe, right. At home or something like that to start with. Um, it will, it will shift and it will, you know, whatever tough emotion it is, it will shift into something else. And, um, 
I wanted to just make a point about when you were saying like you were feeling kind of heavy earlier, right? This time of year. Um, that's something that I particularly love diving into. And I haven't, there's no training I've gone in that has explored it to the depth that I do in my work where it's like, well, what does it feel like to move as heaviness? What does it look like to move as exhaustion? What does it feel like to move as these more like grounded, heavy, um, source, more subtle sensations. And there's ways to move as that too. So I would, yeah, it's, <clears throat> if it feels confusing, um, get support. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely link to your website and yeah. your info on the show notes, because you're the key person for that. Um, especially if, if anyone listening is like, I don't know where, who to turn yeah. to. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, this is beyond talk therapy. This is embodiment oh, yeah. therapy in a way. Um, and, and even like, you know, for me, it's like, I, I'm the reason I'm in the feminine energy mastermind and met you is like, because I'm, I'm, tr- you know, leveling up my own practices and it's yeah. a journey. It's continued journey yes. wherever we are. And, um, because we have to, we're remembering. Yeah also and one of the things while you were talking reminded me of my work when I was owned my studio yoga studio and uh, wellness center and practice as a yoga therapist remember a couple clients because I I I wanted a t-shirt that said it's always the pelvis because everybody was disconnected from their pelvis Mm -hmm. and I had mostly female clients and um but it was like what came to me while you were talking was like, also trust what's coming up, especially if you're not used to feeling or don't understand, like, um, because a lot of times I would lead them through connecting to their pelvic bowl and there'd be, you know, visual imagery that would come up. You're like, is that right? And I had to reassure, you know, someone like, yeah, that's what's coming up. And she was doing some type of practice with her therapist and she didn't know if she was doing it right. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, yeah, just trust that. And, yeah. and basically she came to see me to reassure her yeah. that she was doing it right. It was just a different way of kind of showing her something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was really what our session was about. Like, just trust. That's what exactly what it, you know, what you're, you know. Yeah. What yeah. So on that, like, there's a couple things. Um, one is. If it doesn't make sense, you're doing it. You're probably doing it right because the nature of the feminine is not logical and it's not linear. So like, you know, I will have this experience myself and a lot of my clients have this experience where they have a random memory pop up or they have a random visual or something. And it's like, like, I don't know why that's coming. I'm like, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign. With that, I would say, again, get guidance if this feels like to do too much to do on your own. But like the next thing to do with that is don't misinterpret it. (laughs) So that's what we don't necessarily have to trust is our interpretation of what came up. That's where the mind is trying to come in and trying to take control and trying to make sense and understand why this came up. Sometimes it's right, but sometimes it's not. And our, our tendency in our world, we live very much in the mind realm. It's easy for us to just the mind to just be like, Oh, that's what that means. Like, you know, whatever. Um, 
whatever interpretation the mind makes, probably like suspend that for a moment. <laughs> and then um, if you're, if, it, if that feels confusing to be like, I don't know why this is coming up, you can write out like, what am I making this mean? Like get your journal and write like, what am I making this mean? And um, just kind of get some of that out of your system. Um, and still like the understanding will land usually later. Um, sometimes it clicks right away, but sometimes it doesn't. So I would say if we try to practice suspending the need, the need to understand right away, and that's still, it's still a struggle for me. Like it's, you know, we want to know, we want to understand, but um, it is a practice with patience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that you shared that because especially as a modern day woman, like we need to have control and understand everything. And it's like the part of letting go and surrendering and embodying the feminine is really letting go. And we don't have to understand everything. And I mean, I understand it's challenging. <laughs> it's a new way of living, you know, it is. It is. And I would say that the, the, my main point with on that would be to add that the feminine surrenders what are you surrendering to? And that's a question I think every, everyone should ponder. Like, you know, I know we don't have time to go into a lot more depth in all of this, but like the feminine is like the water in the riverbed, the riverbed is like the masculine. And so you have to know to some degree what you're surrendering into that you can trust absolutely without a doubt that will hold you and move with you. Right. And so some people call that source, you know, whatever, what, whatever, or the earth, whatever that is for you. Otherwise we can't surrender if we don't know what we're surrendering into. And I loved when you shared that inside um, the mastermind we're in, I, it was really thought provoking for me. And so I love that you're sharing it now because it was like, like who's holding you? Yes. What, yes. what is that sacred container yeah. that's holding you and, uh, you know, and a journal on it and stuff. But I, I think that's a very important question. And I'm glad we came to that yeah. <laughs> in this conversation. It is. it is important. And I don't think it gets talked about enough in, in the feminine embodiment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, to, well, you know, I always, everybody who listens to this podcast is probably like, yeah, we know you dance tango, but I feel <laughs> like it's like this parallel for me. Yeah. Like, it's like, like trust and surrender to, to, you know, the man that's holding me is the same yes. kind of parallel to trust yeah. and surrender to something greater than myself. Yeah. And, and we all need that. Yes. So, um, spiritually and in, in the, uh, in the human realm as well. So any final thoughts, Megan? Um, no, I think that's a good note to end on. People can ponder this very simple, <laughs> small question of like, what's the container holding you? <laughs> what's the, what's that? Yeah. Um, no, it's just been such a pleasure. I love, you know, I could talk for hours, but I know we, we have limited time. So um, if anyone does want to connect, I can offer a, a little discount for any listeners of the, of your podcast. I'm happy to do that. They can just mention, mention your name or mention your podcast name. Yeah. 
Great, great. And I'll link to, I mean, your website is meganhart.com or? No, no. So, okay. meganhart. so interesting. Meganhart.com goes to a romance novelist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm Megan. I know it's a little, a little confusing. Meganhart.coach. Okay. I'll make sure I link to the show notes too, but I'm glad I brought it up so yeah. that we could clarify that. Yeah. Coach, And yeah. you're also on Instagram. I'll link there too. Um, and uh, Megan brings a lot of beauty into the world as well. Um, you know, cause that, that is something that is important, but yes, sometimes just surface level when you just see it on Instagram, but I love, I loved all your slides and oh, everything. It, ins- it inspired me to step in when I wore the headpiece for day of the dead. Like when I picked yeah. it out, when I first put it on, I was like, this is like big, I and love it. I was like, these are my colors. Like, this is my glam self. And yeah. I need to step into that. I mean, so I'm I'm so glad to have you and have this conversation, have you on and have this conversation, Megan. And I get to see you every Tuesday this fall. So it's very exciting and learn from, even more from you. Um, because it's nice to learn from each other, like when especially when you're you're a little further in the, the feminine journey than I am. Um, because we all need to share and uh, our wisdom. Yeah, it's well. such a pleasure. And I, I, I truly get, I get so much joy and it gives, it brings me more aliveness to do this work. So it's such an honor and it's such a pleasure. Yeah. I love all right. it. All right. Thank you, Megan.